This is exactly right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Adulting is hard, but it doesn't have to be impossible. If you want to hear more about ways you can actually live your best life, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways you can improve your life. This season on How to Be a Better Human, learn how thinking about death can actually make your life happier, why it's never too late to make a change, and more. Find How to Be a Better Human wherever you get your podcasts. Let's turn this heat off. God damn. Like hot, you cold, you yes, you know. I'm a Katy Perry song. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's going on with the heat situation in your house? Um, my house meaning my body, or yes. Well, that I call your tabernacle, your temple. Come on now. Have we started recording? <laughs> Are we recording now? Is this the ep- is this the beginning of the episode? You referring to my body as a tabernacle? This is it. I'll do it. This is it, bud. Okay. You know, come on. Your body's a temp temp. Okay. What's going on? How we doing? Good. Wait a minute. We have to wait for Jiha to go. Oh, I thought she was like, I thought Jiha was being quiet. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer's gone now. Now we can talk. You guys, it's very weird to like share your most deepest intimate thoughts with a friend over a computer screen. Yeah. While two producers are like, how was your level when you were talking about your childhood? Was it good? <laughs> and then one of your friends calls your body a tabernacle. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, welcome to Adulting. This is Ms. Shelby Toe. That is Jordan Carlos. Hello, hello. Good to be here. Yes, I did call your body a tabernacle. I think it's a really good thing to, to call it. I, I call mine a tabernacle all the time. Uh, Do you? People use temple too much, so I went to the, the thesaurus and uh, figured it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's other words for it. Shrine, tabernacle, go for it. Boom. I love that for us. I really yeah. do. I love it so much. <laughs> Are you okay with your microphone? No, I'm you. trying to fix my mic, you guys. You know, it's so weird. Like, I have a whole ass TV production degree, but like, I just, the technology, <laughs> I sound so old, but it is going faster than I can. Like, it's a journey. There's more to consume than I can. Don't do it. Listen, do I, it. I just learned this morning. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that there's a difference between a meme and a GIF. <laughs> Oh, God. Why? I'm going to be that mom. I'm a good person, okay? What are you talking? Well, some gifts can be memes, right? But not all memes are gifts. Oh, come on, I'm done. Excuse me. I will see myself out. My microphone just dropped, and not because I wanted it to. (laughs) Is it GIF or JIF? It's GIF. Oh, my God. How dare you? (laughs) How dare you? How dare you set me up like that? What in the John Wick are you doing to me right now? This is a... Well, here's the thing, Buteau. You're so, you know, you're so regal and you have such class. LOL. But I thought, like, with your French origins, with your Haitian origins, you would call it a meme, not a meme. I'm done. You know what? What? Jihad, come back and fix it. This is <laughs> this is not how I was going to do my day. This is not how I'm going to do No, 
I know my ICN ancestors did not, you know, die on a field so you can fucking check me (laughs) about how to pronounce a meme. That is not how we do. Okay? Oh, my God. Why? Where are you going? (laughs) I'm right here. I'm trying to fix my mic. I'm right here. Come on, you guys. In this moment, Michelle has turned completely away. Yes, we're doing this over Zoom. This is me. This is like behind the scenes during a podcast. Can you imagine? Behind the scenes? We've moved the moving curtain. Yes. I've had to, you know what? Now at this point, when we do the podcast and we meet up, sometimes I write things down that I really want to talk to you about in the podcast. But then it's sort of like back in the day, oh my God, I'm really aging myself this this semester, (laughs) this season, this episode. Thank you. (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. Thai coffee does not help. But if you want to do squats, let's go. (laughs) Thai coffee? Yeah. Tell me about it. It's diabetes in a cup. Gotcha. It's condensed milk (laughs) and coffee and ice. And hope in the future that you make it through the day because your left titty got a heartbeat. (laughs) Do you want to hear some good news? Yes. Um... The life expectancy of men in America has dropped by six years. Michelle, oh no, go for it. What do you think? I think I should really cherish every moment I have with you. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> I'll let you talk more during the podcast. Is this your crazy way of asking if you could open the podcast? I no, I like how you handle it. Did you have to? Did you have to do all the research? I know. I saw it at 5.30 in the morning and couldn't stop reading. I was like, we done did it now. We done did it now. Man done fucked up now. We dropped six years? Good Lord. That's because y'all can't do anything for yourself. So you're just going to walk into traffic without someone telling you that you shouldn't go. Are you saying that like I would refute that? Are you saying that like like I don't believe that myself? Of course, I know that. I need to be told where to go. I love it. I love being told where to go. You know that about me. Yeah, my favorite is when you try to make decisions and you're like, but let me get to my wife and I'll get back to you. <laughs> it's like when you see a commercial for drugs and at the end they they give you all the warnings really fast. That's you making plans. You're like, hey, you feeling high this day? Let's go. Stop it. Stop. Stop. That- <laughs> but my wife is from Brooklyn. I got to ask her what I'm doing because if I make a plan with her, I don't know. <laughs> Michelle. Yeah. Michelle. What? Michelle. What'd I do? Antoinette, Versailles. (laughs) Is Versace, Versace, Versace. (laughs) Versace, Versace, Toussaint Louverture, Buteau. Mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. know that anytime you ask me to do something social, Mm -hmm. you know that it is a setup and you know that you're (laughs) you're setting me up to fail every time. No. And I have to be like Micro Machines Man and be like, I have to get back to you. Parts do not walk and talk. No, this is what women do. We make men feel like they're in control. Okay, speak on it. So they don't feel like... They're being told what to do and where to go all the time. (laughs) So I'm going to float it by you. But also the back Mm -hmm. door is to let her know what y'all doing this day. Because she knows the calendar. That's how it goes. Because if I throw both of y'all in a group text, it's too much. Putting everybody on the spot. (laughs) Bitch, don't act like I'm new to this. I'm true to this. Sip, 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 (laughs) tack coffee, sip, sip. Who wants to high five and play tennis for the first time? Gulp. Woo! I've never played tennis before, but I feel like I could now. Please stop. My husband tried to teach me tennis one time because he's really good at it. Yes. And he also looks like Andre Agassi. He does. A sober one. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear. Not the puffy Andre. No, you know, it wasn't that he was puffy. It was it was the glued on mohawk and the crack. <laughs> um, <laughs> was it not? Where's the lost and found box? I need to find a line. <laughs> <laughs> he 
tried to teach me tennis one time in these high socks and short shirts with his booty pop. And I'm like, how dare you? Okay. 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 With his tick ties saving lives. Excuse me. Excuse me. And I realized I'm terrible at tennis. It's not like table tennis, you guys. What? <laughs> it's not like table tennis because my titties are too big for tennis and other T words. That's what I learned on a Tuesday. Okay. Yes. Have you ever tried then pickleball? What that mean? <laughs> this is already going off the rails. <laughs> this is already going off the rails. Was I think it ever I'll just on I'll the move rails? on. Next topic. Next topic. Tell me about this pickleball. I just didn't know if you played it before. <laughs> Tell me about this pickleball you speak of. Tickle, <laughs> tickleball. <laughs> yes, yes, I have played tickleball. Yes, I, no, I have absolutely I played had, tickleball. I've had nothing but coffee today. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Oh, my God. This is me on eight hours of sleep. This is what Michelle Buteau does to me. <laughs> well, yes, I have played tickleball. That is so interesting you ask that I'm an Olympic champion. Is it I like pickleball? Do. I don't want to. <laughs> Sips diabetes. Mm. No, don't disable your video. I can't. I can't do it right now. Excuse me. Broke Black Mountain, uh, you can't quit me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you, I can't even explain the sport. I can't even explain the sport. Why not? Do it. Explain it and explain it slowly. Okay. You take tennis. <laughs> you cut it in half. Mm, okay. People in tennis were like, how can we make this more annoying? Okay. So they split it in half. They got four people. Mm -hmm. It's taken over New York City parks and streets. Oof. No, thank you. It's popular. It's rough. Mm -mm, I'm out. If it's like a meetup for like single sad people to be like, you like this? I like something too. Then I'm okay with that. But it already, I don't like popular meetup things. I didn't do Zumba for like 20 years. I was like neon shorts in a park. Get the fuck out of here. Everyone's just making their wedgie in <laughs> a grapevine together. Mm -mm. No one needs to listen to that much Mr. Worldwide in public together. That's insane. That's insane. You guys are doing this to Pitbull? Oh, God. That's sad. I don't even... <laughs> and that, yeah, that that's, that's what pickleball kind of is for the masses right now. Its stock is so high, though. I much prefer tickleball. Tickleball is, tickleball is great. It's really hard, but you get more points if you do it in the dark. <laughs> Is this a good time to tell people I'm a mom? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And she's a heck of a mom. And a heck of a mom, too. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Dennis the Menace. Okay. What was that? Michelle. Yes. Michelle has successfully given me a laughing fit. And now I'm feeling like I, I've had nitrous. So thank you so much, Michelle. <laughs> Yay, that's what I'm here for. If you ever want to know what it's like hanging out with your friend that has big titties and freckles, that's it. This is it. <laughs> I will say, though, you um, popped one of my cherries. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Wait, years ago, we were in L.A. We were both in L.A. at the same time. Yes. Either I picked you up or you picked me up. I don't know, but we drove to Malibu for some reason. Yeah. Because there's like an open-air mall and uh, we had a drink. And I think we had lunch and I wanted to pay. My credit card didn't go through. Uh, 
So that was fun. And then we played, is it table tennis? Yeah. Yeah, table tennis. That was the first time I played table tennis. Oh my God. Really? You did good for, I didn't know it was your first time. Yeah. Oh my God. People don't think that I have hand-eye coordination and I'm quick on my feet because of the small ankles and the big titties. But just picture, do you ever see those emojis of like dancing chicken legs? <laughs> Yes. I've, That's what yes. it's like when I exercise. <laughs> it's just like, mm, 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 mm. nubby, bottom, meaty top, mm, 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 going side to side. That's not what the, the videos have shown me. I've seen you in the gym, deadlifting, working out, doing big things. What has been <laughs> like, are you still doing it? Are you still going to the GYM? Yeah, I don't feel the need to post about it every time I go. But I do right. post once in a while just to... A, remind myself, look, big up, because this is insane. The fact that you are going to another borough to do this. And if y'all not from New York and you don't know about the five boroughs, this is another neighborhood that is not close, but it's not far, you know? Yeah. So I bring my kids with me on Saturdays. Like, I'm not going to find a babysitter on a Saturday and not spend time with my kids. Like, mm -hmm. So I post it because I want to remind myself that I'm showing up for myself, but I also post it for like the big, beautiful people who are um, nervous about going to a gym or mm -hmm. they're even just like, how do I work out? Like, can I even do this and stuff like that? So mm. I think all those reminders are important just to see like someone who's not a stereotypical gym rat is important, you know, that's all. Well, it's also, it's also like, as we say to each other, as you do one thing, you do all things. Yes. I feel like, you know, you show up for yourself every day in so many other ways. And I think this is just another expression of that. Yeah. I get that. Plus, osteoporosis runs in my family. Oh. And so I want to like, and having twins already feels like emotional osteoporosis. So I want to get to that bone <laughs> density, bitch. Shipping away bit by bit. Look, you know what it is. Just even walking with them across the street. I'm like, oh, God, this is stressful and lovely. Oh, can I ask a question? Sure. I just want to ask this after school. After they're done with, like, their schooling, do they do activities after? Um, yes. One day a week, we go to a swim class. Come on. Which is really cute because now they're swimming without, like, um, someone holding them or a floaty. They're just swimming. And Come on. My mom always talks about, because my mom doesn't know how to swim and she's from a whole ass island. She took me to swim class at the YMCA. And those lanes were a lot longer. These lanes are shorter. They had us out there like fucking Elian Gonzalez. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my. Come on. He's turning 30, everyone. Relax. I always thought my mom was just like a nervous wreck. But now watching my kids like definitely get, like right. just grasp for like the edge and gasp for oh. air. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. help him. So like any <laughs> really cute video my husband's taking of the kids, I'm like, help her. Help her. <laughs> and all the other parents are just like, this is my time to be on TikTok. And I'm like in it, you know? Oh. Um, it's real cute. I'll even run into swim class and fix their goggles. I'm a fucking mess. I'm like, <laughs> you got it. We also do gymnastics, which is really fun. Um oh. and we go to the beach a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beach is beautiful all year round. It's true. And it really is just like a it's like a little zoo. It's like a little museum. Like you can learn so much hmm. just from looking at dirt. It's just really fucking fun. Absolutely. I mean, the beaches near your place, horseshoe crabs all over the yeah. place. Yeah. Which are like dinosaurs. Really? Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, look, look at you. Okay. Um, on this very <laughs> special episode of Scientific <laughs> Adulting, Michelle Buteau breaks down the Mesozoic era. Go for it, girl. I love look, it. Look, Miss Indiana Jones, if you're nasty. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs>
You know. Oh my God, Miss Indiana Jones. Please <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, goddamn. Speaking of Miss Indiana Jones, do you like that segue? I love it. From Ohio, which is adjacent to Illinois, which uh, is where Indiana Jones is from. So we could say that, <laughs> right? Okay. Yes, we can. And Ohio happens to be my most favorite four-letter word at this moment. Oh. Because that's where our guest is from. Mm-hmm. And also Nick Lachey, LOL. <laughs> our guest today is amazing. She's an actor, a writer, a stand-up comedian, super hilarious. Yes. She just had a, a Netflix special, Drippity Drop. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really good. Yes. Oh, uh, God, what, what's the name of it? If You Didn't Want Me Then. Right. And I always get confused whether it's like the then with the E or an A, but she figured it out. Oh. Like a gray with the E or A, but she figured it out. <laughs> She's had a podcast with her mom, Diane, called We Called Your Mom. I was on that podcast with my mom. They truly called us. I love that. I know. And she has a bunch of other stand-up comedy specials. And we have the same managers. So it's just like, we're twinning. Absolutely. Everyone, please enjoy our guest for this episode. Beth Beth Stelling. It's almost like you mansplained her name. Hi, Beth. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Good. How are you? That's a loaded question, honey. I know. <laughs> are we asking that anymore? I don't. I not. I yeah. yes. Good. Good. Let's not. <laughs> don't do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. At first, I was. I'm like, where are you guys that you both have these piano covers behind you on stuff? Moving blankets. Like, we have a microphone bigger than a newborn baby mm-hmm. all up in our face. But apparently, what makes people um, listen to your show more is if you have magical moving blankets behind you. Yeah. I get it. So are you guys together? What, what In um, what capacity? Emotionally. Like, in the same room? No. No. But you both have moving blankets. Yeah. <laughs> we We... You have to understand where I'm coming from, right? Yes. Sure. What if we were right next to each other? No, we are in different boroughs. I'm in the Bronx, which is a really cute little neighborhood in Canada. He's in Brooklyn where, like, cool people live and eat kale chips and have mixed children and sign petitions. (laughs) Jesus, that sounded racist. iron their tote bags. (laughs) Yeah. I'm in the Bronx where everyone's named Vinny and they have gout. (laughs) But I have windows, and I and live in a place where there's more black squirrels than people. But <laughs> what I have decided is that windows are more important. But I miss looking at my little window in Brooklyn and seeing beautiful black people and mixed prints and just belly buttons. Everybody, nobody. You have you ever lived in a neighborhood where no one's got style? Hmm. It's sad. I'm from Ohio. You're from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you did your special there. This special was so fucking funny. I watched it three times. And when I leave my house, I put it on so you get them numbers, bitch. Thank you. Because <laughs> I, I know those numbers call. I'm about call. to start my period. Yay! I'm about to start my period. You're going to make me cry. Yay! Come on, moon goddess sisters. Let's go. Thank you. It's so good. I loved your outfit. Yeah. Oh, thank you. They were nice nice boots. I loved your hair. I loved your tea. Wow. I love the jokes. This is nice. I like at the end where you like chop up the shout outs to everyone in Ohio between the credits. Like it was all <laughs> so, it was all so good. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Are you so proud of yourself? Or are you just like, this is what happens when comedians been doing it for so long and they finally get to where like everyone's like, oh my God, you're so tired. 
You're so fucking tired of like the hustle, the bustle, the running of the hour, the travel, the putting it together, the countless emails, (laughs) the having to pitch things and there's no money and what will it be? And people think it's like your wedding. Like, oh my God, like, this is what I always wanted. And when you finally get there, you're like, this is what it's going to be, bitch. <laughs> but like, how do you feel? I think I'm allowing the love in from friends and people I trust. And I think that's all I can rely on because my brain turns in on itself. I dragged my feet on that so hard editing and I thought about not even putting it out. That's how much I hated it. Hmm. So I have no one to blame but uh, my choice in partners and um, my childhood (laughs) and why my brain works the way it works. But I'm like a perfectionist. And so I think there was part of me that just, you know, had issue with many little things. Like all the things you say, I'm like, well, I was going to wear something different, but last minute I freaked out. There was so many things that like were bothering me about it that don't matter. That's so interesting. I missed tags. I did it in one take. I self-produced it. So I couldn't fill that theater twice. Oh, shit. I I thought it was multiple nights. Oh no, baby. That's me white knuckling it through the set. Wow. No teleprompter because it costs five grand more. Wow. To get to a date in Ohio. You don't need a teleprompter. Put that shit in your pocket. You this set is part of your DNA for better or for worse. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, you know how it goes. Every you you're doing multiple things at once. Mm-hmm. And so I was riding on Rick and Morty at the same time I was touring those twenty six cities. So <sighs> I felt like I was doing both jobs not as good as I could. Mm. And so I'm like, this isn't ready, but it's happening. And, you know, I I miss some tags that will always irk me. But Mo Welch and Alana Johnson held me down through that period, for sure. Like, they were with me every step of the way. And Mo, being a comic, was very helpful to my brain. I'm sure she's so sick of me after all the little complaints I have. No, these producers for stand-up comedians for our specials do become our therapists in Mm. a lot of ways. hundred. Because it is a very emotional journey. You're sharing a piece of yourself and... Especially, I hate to be like, especially within like cancel culture and like everyone has access to you to share their opinion. It, it, the oh my God. anxiety, like in your mind, you're like, I know it's not real, but like it doesn't feel fake. <laughs> like it still feels real. It's a fucked up thing. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I am not a perfectionist. I try to get a lot of things done at the same time. I'm just like, oh, well, like, is it good? I prefer like good over perfect, but my husband is a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And what I realized, especially being with a perfectionist, it's like, nah, as long as you enjoy it, it's good. It's good enough Mm. because then somebody else will enjoy it. Like I loved it. I I loved it because it looked like you, you weren't playing at a character of a comedian, which is what people do sometimes. If you would have came out in a fucking dress and heels, I would have been like, no, intervention. Mm -hmm. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Let's hold it down. You know? Yeah. I just had to last minute go what I feel comfortable in. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I was wearing. And the and the other part of it's too, it's like, this always happens to me. And I tell other comics before they're about to do it. It's like, yeah, I've been on the road. I've not been working out. Am I the healthiest? I've been absolutely not. But this is what it is. Mm. So I'm going to love the skin I'm in. Yeah. I'm going to go out and be funny. Yeah. And... I did enjoy it while I was out there. I felt love from from my hometown and from yeah. from everybody. It just was a lot. It's a mind fuck. And like you're saying, the expansion, like the potential, like you're basically like putting yourself out there on one of those wheelie things that like spins while people like throw shit at you, good and bad. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to admit that earlier last last night and earlier this morning, I was replying to uh, white men on Facebook that were saying cruel things to me. Hmm. I, I mean, like, it's irritating. I don't want to do that. But sometimes I guess it makes me feel like, I don't know, some sort of 
like there's so much love out there mm. and it's sometimes hard for me to not like go to the one person who's like, oh, it's another female talking about sex. I know. I know. I'm like, take notes then. I don't know what to tell yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do it. Uh, John Oliver just, I heard this bit he did the other day where there was a poll. One in eight men think that they could beat Serena Williams. And he's just like, <laughs> men, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you think you can do everything? Because we make it look so easy. Not just women. You too, Jordan. Like, a lot of guys will probably look at you and be like, I could I could have told that joke better. Oh, yeah. No, you couldn't, motherfucker. We're making it look easy and shit. I know. In my case, in my case, they could have. But but I do feel <laughs> like, yeah, I've also heard, unfortunately, sometimes you, you become an agent of misogyny, right? And I've heard women say that Venus or like Serena, there was no male pro that Serena Williams could beat. That's what I heard from this person. And I was like, Yikes. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure there's some male pros that Serena Williams could be today, right now. Like, even after all that she's been through. Hundred. It's it's wild. Dare I say all of them? Yeah. Hundred. I I mean, I've talked about this before because I've been dealing with this for years. Yeah. Like to me, it's sort of like how interesting to go through the world like you're an emperor. Like this is for me? No, not for me. I like this. I don't like this. Like, you're some arbiter of comedy or truth. Right. Like, you think that everything's for you? Yeah. Wow. What? That's incredible to go through life. I'm used to, like, parsing through things or picking out the poison and having a very okay time being like, oh, it's not for me. Yeah. Mm. And then I just keep it moving. I don't need to go, this is bad. It's like, no, it's just you don't like it. <laughs> and, and the world is not built for you. I guess you think it is. Right. You know what I did after my stand-up comedy special dropped and I was getting a lot of those um, you're fat, you're not fuckable, I wouldn't even rape you fucking. Um, Jeez. Oh, yeah. And see, to hear this, I can't believe I'm surprised mm. because I don't think I'm the only one getting it. You're not, but it feels like that. But I see you and just like I watched your special and see you're literally shining like in your element, like to me, top of your game, just oozing your... Brilliance, brightness, personality. So, like, I can't even fathom that. So, you saying this is like, dang. Yo, it's insane. None of us mm. get away from this. It's insane. And I have, like, I really have nothing but love in my heart, even for people who need to figure it out. I mean, I don't mind hurting people's feelings, but I don't want to be that bitch. But what I did do was, and I don't know why I did this, and I think I still left it up on my IG page. I posted a picture of me six years old holding this E.T. doll I got for Christmas by the Christmas tree. And I said, before you go off on how you could have done my jokes better or whether I am attractive or fuckable, just remember that I'm also someone's daughter. Just remember I'm a human being living my best truth, doing something I want to, like I love doing that I've always wanted to do. So like, yes, before you like throw that venom, just understand that I'm still a fucking person. And of course, like the outpouring of like, no, 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 bitch, are you? And it's just like, yeah, I'm okay. And I'm gonna be all right, but I gotta remind these motherfuckers. And then I right. kind of disabled comments for only people that follow me mm -hmm. because you don't get to have access to me like that, bitch. Mine were like that for a while. Mm -hmm. And then during the special, of course, somebody on social media, like for the accounts was like, if you open it up, more people can see your stuff. And you're like, oh God. Yeah, but when the window's open, sure, a bird can land on there, but someone can also throw a fucking egg in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like you're saying, you 
you hit the nail on the head, which is you're living your dream yeah. that you worked really hard for. Yeah. And I think that actually is probably the most painful thing for those men to see because they're not. They're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they were, they wouldn't have time to comment. Yeah. To take you down a notch. They see not only someone else, but a woman mm-hmm. uh, living their dream. And again, I'm the last person who I don't take joy in being like, it's because I'm a girl. Like people hate hearing that. Same. Like, it's because I'm a girl. It is. But it's not just because that. I know men receive vitriol as well, but there is an aspect to it. And even still, I'm a white woman. So there's already parts of like, <laughs> there's already parts of things that I have to deal with, but also that I still operate in a place of privilege. And I'm very aware of that. It's just sort of like, hmm. no matter what, you are going to deal with comments online that are fucking gross. Yes. Can I can I can I say something now? Please. Oh my god. Can I say something now? Oh my god. If you ever want to know what it's like being friends with the middle child, <laughs> that statement <laughs> is it all. <laughs> I just want to say that I feel like uh you've you've done your your great town of Dayton, Ohio, a good service in that you switched what their claim to fame is. And I think we know what it is. <laughs> it's a man who will live in infamy who had to be stopped by <laughs> Europeans, not other Americans. Uh, so I did a film in Dayton and I was like, oh man, this, I love this place. Went to the Pine Club, had a great old, good old steak. And then they were like, by the way, Brock Turner's from here. And I was like, oh my God, that's terrible. <laughs> they said that? Yeah. Like the people of Dayton. Were like, <laughs> they were like, hey, just so you, while you're here, don't forget. Do you, are you, are, are you ready for this? I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I guess this is our MO now. I babysat him. He no! No! Mm-hmm. What? Oh my God! It was a brief. If I if I had a monger, he wouldn't have turned out the way he did. But they left after he was like a couple years old. They moved to like a like I don't I'm, I don't want to feed into the whatever. But it, they went to a more religious Christian school. Got you, got you. For those who don't know, Brock Turner was the uh, horrible monster rapist man who uh, famously got off. He was at Stanford, I believe. This, this is what's holding my iPad up. What? Wow. Wow. So if you want to read this book, you could hear the side of the story that's probably more important. Know My Name by Chanel Miller. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. But I'm just saying you flipped the script. Not only did you make a great special, but you also, when I think of Dayton, I think of you. Thank you. Yeah. Me and the Wright brothers, eh? <laughs> the Wright brothers, I'm so dumb. I I didn't even know that. I was like staying there so long. <laughs> Why would that make you dumb? Because you're really too hard on yourself. Yeah. No, because you're really too hard on yourself. I am. Jordan, I, what's your favorite war? What's your favorite war? Do you have a favorite oh war? Oh my God, stop. <laughs> yes, I do. What is it? Yes, I do. It was called the French and Indian War, the Seven Years War. It's, I think it's, it's a great war. It's beautiful. Why was it? Why great is it? War. Yeah. And the Mexican Revolution. Why was it a great war? Because it basically set the tone for the rest of the 1700s and into America's independence from uh, Great Britain. And that, like, a lot of the generals that were involved in that war, Washington among them, he cut his teeth in the Seven Years' War, which also, like most wars, um, didn't decide anything. So it was a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing. And that has been... (laughs) That's been our time. Yeah, it's been our time. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Please join me at the Learning Annex next week (laughs) when we talk about Fort Ticonderoga. Jesus Christ, don't do that to me. (laughs) While I have you, Beth. Yeah. (laughs) No, seriously, there's two things I want to get to. Beth made a face. There's two things that I want to get to. Okay, so like Netflix is like, that's where everybody wants their special, right? 
Do you feel like you've made it or do you feel like, oh, there's so much more? Mm. Are you feeling like, oh, I'm just getting started now? Or is this like, holy shit, this is an accomplishment? Or like a little bit of both, right? Right. Do you feel like this is something you want to be doing for the rest of your life? Do you have like an insatiable appetite for the stand-up? Okay. My instinct is to answer middle of the road on that, which seems so boring, but it is that. It's sort of like, I think it's a part of the career where you go, once I'm this, then I'll feel like I've made it or I'll feel like a real comedian. Mm. And unfortunately, sort of a nod back to the earlier part of our conversation, there's comments, not just from online, but from people in the industry that live rent-free in your head. Mm -hmm. I remember even early seasons of Crashing, I think it was Judd that pitched out like some joke that was like, ah, everybody has a Netflix special now. And that was seven years ago. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, that's just something in my head. Like, you know, of course, there's, I'm sure, a comment. They're like, oh, they're just giving Netflix specials to anybody. Right. I want to feel it. I want to feel excited. That's where I wanted it to be because I have specials other places. And Netflix is ubiquitous. I mean, you can get it anywhere. Um, So I feel accomplished. I feel happy. It's available to people, Mm -hmm. uh, especially because I had a half hour on there. I personally like to think that I'm in it for the long run, like that I'll be an old lady stand-up comic. Same. Let's go back to San Francisco and actually get the late night pizza and wings that we thought we were going to get. And you made you made the wisest decision anyone has ever made for me in the last 10 years at 3 a.m. We're ordering all this shit online, Domino's. It's going to take forever and a day because everything's closed because we should be sleeping. And we're tipsy to drunk. Because it's a festival that nobody cares about, right? Right. And she's like, pepperoni? I'm like, yeah, pepperoni. Meanwhile, I'm allergic to pork. It makes my pussy itch. I don't even understand what that... I'm not a doc. I'm not a chiropractor. I don't know how that happens. That's because your pussy does not allow pigs in there. That's why. Oh. That's right. It's a pig-free zone. Um, Because pigs are too smart to get in there. You know what I mean? Like, it needs stupid. So anyways, this is going off. We were never on. But the point is, Beth just looks at me as we're like, either calling or ordering it. And she goes, something along the lines of, I don't remember verbatim. It's like, we probably don't need this. <laughs> we, we probably don't need this. We can just like have breakfast, like a good breakfast in the morning. I'm like, the truth behind her eyes is what Viola Davis serves in every movie that she's been nominated for, for an Oscar. And I was like, yeah, girl, you're right. And I just took a shower and went to bed. And I was like, I didn't have to fucking be a garbage can. And so I was like, oh, this girl's going to make it. Like, not just in comedy, but like in life. I was not worried about you. Do you know what I mean? I was more worried about me. (laughs) Like, it was weird because I was by myself and I found out it was like National Hat Day. So I took a bunch of selfies with the hat on in my hotel room and posted it. And I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? There's nothing like finding it's, you know, National Siblings Day at the 11th hour. I got to get a sibling. I exactly. I even post for Siblings Day and I'm just like, these pearls got me through. I remember like Celine Dion's husband died and I like cried for her in my hotel room. I'm like, I have to go do stand up. What am I? Do- this is why I can't do the road. I been out. What? The road is freaking tough sometimes, dude. That's why, like, it's a nice part when you can bring somebody, you know, like when you finally get to a place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The interesting thing, though, right, is that feature pay hasn't gone up in, what, 15 years? Yeah. It's insane. I'm embarrassed when I pay my openers. I'm like, can I take you to an overpriced dinner with a lot of, like, tuna carpaccio or something mm-hmm. and a ponzu sauce? Nothing makes a bitch feel fancier than a ponzu sauce. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like if they get their check from the club, it's 
going to be for the weekend. If it's a, if it's comedy club weekend, it's going to be like 500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're local, that, that's why it's great to be in a comedy city where you can, you know, see local folks and yeah. get to know them. Absolutely. But if somebody randomly hits you up and is like, hey, can I open for you in Portland? They're basically saying, can I have $1,000, please? <laughs> You're like, okay. Because <laughs> um, I can't let you like come up there, pay for your flight, pay for your hotel and get negative $500. Yeah. It's insane. And also when you try to sell merch, mm. these places take, they charge you. And they take a split. For vending? When you do theaters and stuff, which I learned the hard way. Yeah. At clubs, they don't. Or most of them, they don't, at least. Yeah, it's usually the staff that, like, is going to hand out the keychains and whatever it is. I actually still do my own merch. And people audibly this weekend walked by me and go, she's selling her own merch? <laughs> like that. I have trust issues. It, it's not that I think someone's going to steal yeah. from me. Yeah. It's that I don't think they're going to do a good job like I would. Hmm. Same. But I have learned... Yeah. That I can't micromanage because I, it will just run me into the motherfucking ground, which it has. Yes. Same. When I'm trying to sell my merch and like run around, I look like someone who's constantly tripping over finding an Easter egg in a backyard. I'm like, gah, gah, gah. like it's happy yeah, and yeah. sad at the same time. What is she doing? Is she okay? And so, yeah, I'm like, if they're going to steal it, is this a fucking t-shirt? What am I, Old Navy? I can't give a fuck yeah, yeah. at this point. But it is a pain in the ass. But got to do it. When you see like people wearing your shirts and posting it and feeling fine as fuck, I'm just like, that's nice. Yes. And what about the um, the bootleg versions of your shirt? That's bullshit. I mean... <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is there bootleg shirts? Dude, there's bootleg things of my yeah, shit. Yeah. And there's also people... And I have scalpers now. What? I have scalpers. Like at City Winery and theaters. Like what? <laughs> so like a front row will just be empty. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, and the venue will be like, they were going for three to $500. I'm like, for fucking who? I know. Because I try to keep everything affordable because like... I, I know someone that paid $180 for a sweatshirt from the SZA concert. I'm like, What? What? No. I think it was last year I did Varsity, which is where several years prior I filmed my HBO special. So Varsity in Minneapolis. So I just went back the following year to do it. Mm -hmm. and, and to be honest with you, it didn't even sell that amazing. I don't think I sold it out. But point being, my aunt texts me, hey, we were going to get some tickets. Is there? Do you know if there's any cheaper than 481 and I was like, what? what? All of them are cheaper than 481. I lost my mind. So I called my agent and I was like, this is so inappropriate. Like, what's what's happening? And I guess if Live Nation's running your event, they turn on, it's like a it's like a toggle, they th a thing they can toggle basically on their end, which is to prevent resellers from buying a bunch because they'll be 400. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but it also prevents people from getting tickets. Yeah. Oh, God. And it makes me so mad that anybody would pay more than $25 to see me or 35 like if they wanted to be close. Yes. So I'm less like, that upset me so bad. I'm like, in my head at my show, I'm embarrassed. Like I would I would right. never yeah. charge people that much. But it's, it wasn't on me. I know, I'm not dancing or singing. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. So then I said, please turn that off. And the funny thing is about where I'm at too. It's like, it makes me laugh. I'm like, good luck resellers. You're stuck with those tickets. No one's buying mm. them off of you. That's so fucking rude and insane. Um, speaking of rude and insane, LOL, we get questions from our audience that they want us to answer. We try. We try. It's about adulting. This is an adulting podcast. I don't know if you know that. Um, I do. But you're the, oh, that's so nice. And it was so fun doing your podcast with your mom and my mom. That's all. I know. We loved that. Oh, that was really cute. Okay. Here's the first question. Oh, okay. This is a sucks question. Thank God this is anonymous because this is mortifying. 
I always queef after having sex. Oh my. Okay. I'm single and I want to be sure guys know that I am not farting. How can I be sure they are aware of what is happening? You could wear a shirt that says queef queen right on the first day. Yeah. Or if you are Caribbean, you can get a shirt that says Caribbean queef. I love that. I think that's perfect. Um, this is an interesting one because I think with age, you care less. So I'm, I don't, I mean, I don't want to assume that they're young, but yeah, I just think that that is a tough one. Cause I remember days where that has happened to me in the past and I would have been like embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I think it's tough because it depends on who you're with. Yeah. Like if that happened with someone you really are having fun with and caring about, then you guys would probably laugh a lot. Yeah. Especially if it was like a super long one. <laughs> My other thing too is like, I wonder if it's unavoidable for her or if it's like a positioning thing. Because I'm like, sometimes you can tell if there's air getting jammed in there. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I'm about to get up and we're about to experience something here together. Yeah, I wonder if she's ending in doggy position because that's kind of where the air would go in. Uh I'm not a doctor, but what I will say for you, um, person, because I don't don't know how this person identifies, is um, for me, when I started talking about the elephant in the room, whatever that is for you, then I start to take my power back. And that's what comedy has really taught me. So if you can either make light of it or be like really serious, so it's like still funny, whatever that is, like you have to address it because you're going to spin out. You're like going to go down a fucking, like in this rabbit hole and just be like, they don't like me. And you're not a bad person. This is normal. Yeah. You have a whole air comes out. Like that's it. Point blank period. Like that's. Yeah. Queefing is fine. It's fun. Um, And speaking as a fragile, fragile man, I can tell you that when there's been back talk, um, I take it as a compliment. I'm like, I'm getting up in there. What's back talk? Is that queefing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you put up air quotes and you winked and I was like, this is a lot. Is that just queefing? (laughs) Also, your dad's a gynecologist. Like, you could just say it. I thought I'd try like a little coded, you know, kind of like lingua franca just kind of thing that we, you know, we'd we'd try (laughs) because you guys had already said queef. So I was like, I'll do back talk. And then, you know. Like, or feedback. You know, okay, I think those, okay, are, those are also Thanks fun so terms. Jordan, that you we have can, the next question. But Jordan, I just felt... You have the next question. It's like one of those, oh my God. you know, those cups of sludge that you're like... Like that. Yeah. I guess I want the person to feel comfortable saying it. I think that... Because if it happens every time, then it's just maybe a little conversation before if you want to... Like, like you said, to name it is powerful. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, this want to let you know for whatever reason... Um, I tend to yeah. hold on to air and when it when the ride's over, sort of release it. Yeah, it's not personal. It would be better if the word weren't so silly. Queef? Uh, where did that come from? You know a guy came up with that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if anyone listening to this has a better name for queef, uh, submit it. We want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next question. Here we go. How do I find the courage to turn down work that makes my passion feel like a fucking chore in order to make more time for the work I love? Hmm. This is like kind of a hard one. Yeah, because I do, I'll do stand, like I'll do colleges, like I'll perform at colleges and be like, I'm not here for the joy, I'm here for the check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I had to stop doing that because I felt like, um, I, I just felt like a monkey. I just, mm. it's like, why am I tap dancing for people who aren't into me? And so even if it's going to be less pay in a smaller crowd, it's just like you just make that sacrifice. So, for you, I say saying no will welcome more yes. I don't know. What say you, Beth? Hmm. I think that's great advice, actually. It was a little bit of a confusing question for me because it sounds like it's, if it were a graphic designer, they're saying, I don't want to design for a bank because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then I can't draw my uh, graphic novel. 
Yeah. But if you need that bank money to continue to draw your graphic novel, I mean, like this is, to me, this is bad advice, but set a time limit on that bank graphic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can give them one hour and then they don't hire me again. Then that's the answer. I don't know. I'm a, that's tough because I want to put my best foot forward in everything, even if it's a bank or my graphic novel. So I think Michelle's advice is probably best, which is cut out the stuff that drains you and hopefully it'll fuel the other stuff. Yeah. I think both works. It depends where you're at. Cause I've done, I've done that too. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to take four planes to South Dakota for black history month mm-hmm. <laughs> for people to ask me if I'm even black. Yeah. We're going to skip on that real quick. How about that? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> How about it? <laughs> How the fuck about it? <laughs> no, and you've done it. And, and I did it. And I done did yeah, it. Yeah, you did it. I did it. End of the book. Put it on the shelf. We good. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. All right. Next kiss, John. <laughs> Jace? I want to start trying for a baby, but my partner doesn't know. Yikes. How do I bring this up organically? What? Doesn't know that you want to try for a baby? Yeah. That's insane. That's not a good sign. These are the types of things where someone's like, I married him, but he doesn't want kids and I do. I'm like, where was that conversation before I do? Are we on The Bachelor? We've just asked each other your favorite color and you both like ketchup and they're the one. (laughs) We have to have these deep conversations before you're locked in with somebody. It's true. Ketchup is a really regal color. Um, (laughs) You know, this kind of reminds me of like the queefing question because it's like, why are we not talking to each other? Yeah. Like, what are we talking about then if we're not talking about the future? When you meet someone you like, you talk about the future. It becomes easier. Am I frozen? Oh, she really froze right there. She froze. Oh my god! Yeah. You froze. I thought I yeah. dropped you, some knowledge, like and you guys were like both like kind of thing. <laughs> oh, we were. No! I mean, I, it was that as well, Michelle. <laughs> you dropped knowledge, but you also froze. You dropped that. You yeah. know what it is? What? You don't really get service in the Bronx. Okay, I'm too high up, and we're too elevated. I told you, open a window, let in more internet in there. You won't have any more freezes. Oh, I told you that. <laughs> I was just sitting on my bag with my legs up. That's how you get the internet, right? You need to fan in more internet apps. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay. I'm dating someone that right now that I really like, and it's very easy to have honest conversations. And yeah. it's incredible. And I've, I've been able to find this before. But they are just so on board. Like, it's an enthusiastic yes if I ask something that's important to me or I might feel a little embarrassed about. Hmm. I know it sounds so easy to say, like, find somebody who gets you. That's that's the hard part, I guess. And is it with age that I'm just more able to be open about what I want? Yeah. Or is it like you're tired of so much experience of not doing that? You're like, no, this is it. I'm not messing around anymore. I mean, it's like the comedy we were talking about, like how we make it look easy, even though it's hard and people are like, I could do it. Mm-hmm. When you find a really good partner, you're like, damn, this feels easy because we've been through so many hard things. Mm. Yeah. That we were like building our way up to this, right? But it also is about like making mindful decisions of like what's good for you, what you can take. You know what I mean? Someone who will build you up. Someone where you guys like, you're winning together. Yeah. If that makes sense. 100. Got each other's back. Looks out for the other. Absolutely. Yes. Like vertebrae. He got you. What? Back like vertebrae. <sighs> I just think that the people <laughs> wow. could be wow. young. 20 some of, odd years of comedy. I love you. Come on now. <laughs> I just feel like the people could be young that are asking this question. Okay. It feels like something like when you're when you're younger, if you're in your 20s and you're in a serious relationship, yeah. you likely have not had these conversations. Yeah. 
you probably haven't had it. You know what? Older women be doing this shit too. They try to trap. I was going to say, sometimes I almost, I almost think that my earlier days were like so soon. Like I can see us together forever and let's have babies and let's like, it, it's that passion, that, yeah. that ignorance of, yes. of like, let's do it all now. This is what life is. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Here's my question. It, or it seems like they said, I want to have a kid with this person. When do I bring it up? That's the question, right? Well, first of all, before you start trying to have a kid, please talk to them. That's not okay. Yeah. If they don't know that you're trying to have a kid, you must talk with them. You got to talk to them. Especially if they didn't want one. That's like a huge joint thing. Absolutely. So what she did say was, or he, how do I bring this up organically? So, okay, you want to figure out how to bring it up. Maybe you guys go to the park and you pass by the playground. Maybe you invite your friends over that have kids and see how it goes. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If we're yeah, talking yeah. about like yeah. bringing it up organically, maybe there's like a movie, like maybe it's that movie with like yeah. Seth Rogen and Katherine Heigl. What's that? Knocked, Knocked up. up. Knocked up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like just, I mean, that's organic. Maybe watch Look Who's Talking To One. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's having a baby. Mm-hmm. You got options. Um, I think we really, I think we solved it, you guys. I think we solved it. I would say mainly don't bring it up after sex or before sex is my thing. Ah. You don't want to associate that. Yes. Don't lay there and be like, what if you didn't pull out? (gasps) I mean, it's kind of romantic. And then you queef all over him. (laughs) (laughs) Say it's it's the guy who wants to have the baby. And he says, what if I didn't pull out? And she goes... <laughs> and then they say, is that a yes or a no? <laughs> How did you, did my husband tell you? <laughs> I was like, this sounds familiar. <laughs> Next and last question. I am a woman in my mid 40s and I feel like the best years of my life are behind me. What? <laughs> Sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you, ma'am. It's a struggle to find anything exciting to look forward to. Is it normal to feel so lost? Or stuck at my age. Mm. Okay. Um, I like how you needed to refill your coffee cup for this too. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. I guess the thing is like, I hear you, but it makes my heart hurt a little because I want to go, oh my goodness, I want you to be so happy in your mid-40s and feel like mm. you have so much ahead of you and that you've learned so much, which is what's propelling you forward because you have all this experience and you know what you want now and you're ready to grab joy and fully embrace it in your life. But how do we get you there if you're not feeling that? We can't force you to feel those things. Mm. So That's true. What if you wrote down everything you've accomplished or like went through some old photo books and found some of the highlights to be like, wow, look how far I've come. Yeah. Yeah. I think that almost might be even worse to be like, I guess it's never going to get better than this. Life is always going to be happening around you. It's what you make of it. And I think it's okay to feel sad and stuck for a little bit. Oh no, Beth. <gasps> Goodbye, Beth. And Beth, you know what? You know what? It's okay. It's all right. Was this Beth's question? <laughs> Beth, <laughs> Beth just left. <laughs> I think she got kicked off by accident. She left she might the be Zoom. Back. But I'm, 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 I'm still going to answer this yeah. question because it's Do fresh it. in my brain. Um, <laughs> you know, there was a good while where I felt um, lost and... Mm. I had to like really mm-hmm. dig deep. And what I did was I went on like a mini eat, pray, love to Africa. I don't know why, but I went there and I was like, holy shit, I am so small in this big world. And I am so lucky, like just even being born where I was being born. And it's like, when you think of it like that, 
to me, it, it should be easier to say, well, fuck, this ain't bad. Let's keep fucking going. Yeah. Just picking yourself up the way you would pick a friend up. Do that for yourself because the 40s, oh my God. Hmm. The 50s, also great, but you really got to set up your 50s and the 40s, right? And you still have the energy to do shit and now you're like wiser and you know if you do this, you'll get that outcome. So just like fucking do it. You know what I mean? Just sit and spin, mm -hmm. drink whatever you want, eat whatever you want. Don't apologize for shit. Do whatever the fuck you want. That's what this is for. Yeah, hmm. I love all of that. Because look, if we're lucky, we get to age. We don't know what this person looks like or or how they feel in their body. But there are ways to look at in your mirror, see that you're changing and be like, let's go. Like, I get mm. to be here longer. I get to be here. Yeah, it's a gift. It's like not all of us even get to age. And here we are getting to be here. Oh, my God. Can I tell you, um, Peppermint, uh, she was honored last night at the ACLU, NYCLU Awards, uh, Michael Friedman Freedom Award. And she said something that just hit my heart. She said, as an out Black trans woman, my life expectancy is till 35. That's when, like, the statistic is where, like, we get murdered and nobody cares. And she goes, I am 45 and I'm thriving. I'm not even supposed to be here. When you talk about we get to age, that's what the fuck it is. It really is a mm -hmm. fucking gift. So use it. Right. Yeah. And find ways to get in your body. That doesn't, no one's telling you like, and if you're not fit, you need to work out. No, no, no. If you're feeling like a floating head, find some ways to get deeper into your body, whether that's just walking around your house without shoes on or whatever it is, like um, stretching in the mornings. Like, again, some of these things are things I wish I did and I don't. But I just mean like there are ways to get in your body. And some of mine were even like just remembering some stuff I liked as a kid. Cello, field hockey. And then I started doing those things to remind myself of who I am and what I used to do. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've been doing field hockey. And did you put on IG that you were you had to take time off to play field hockey? Is that what's going on? Yeah. So I just moved one stand-up date so that I can play in the Pan Am Cup in Buenos Aires next month. Congratulations. Amazing. Okay. That's how we end the episode. We ask all our, and this is so crazy. We ask all our guests, what's the most adult thing you want to do for yourself that you haven't had time to do? I feel like you're kind of doing it, but also feel free to answer this question. It could be very small or very big. Mm, an adult thing. That I, that's Why is it stumping me? I don't know. Probably because you're you're doing it. You're doing it. I mean, like, yeah. I, I think it's really cool. I don't know what position you play in field hockey, but it feels like you're probably a captain. I'm the um, I'm the brick wall. I play defense. Oh, yes. got you, got you. Love She's a it. force to be reckoned with. Woo! Watch out for your <laughs> shins, Argentina. She's coming. <laughs> the most adult thing that I want to do is drive myself to field hockey practice. There you go. Aww, and I do. I love Yay. it. Yay. Thank you, Beth. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. It was a fun hang. Likewise. You're the fucking best. Oh my goodness. That was great. That was amazing. I mean, between yeah. the internet freezing, I've never talked about comedy and queefing <laughs> so much, so long, so hard. It was an airtight I, conversation. <laughs> I see what you did there. I, it was so good that I got to wet my whistle on that one. Oh, come on. Please no? don't do this. No? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you were just was that, flapping was... your gums. You're flapping your gums <laughs> on that. I can do it too. Oh my goodness. Listen. That was a wild podcast because it went all over the place. I don't even know what we were talking about 
in the intro. And then we went to, to queefing. We went to field hockey. We were talking about tickleball. See? We're bringing it black. <laughs> bringing it all the way black. Well, you said I, I didn't know what was to talk about. And I'm letting you know what we was talking about. Again, I've lost my head and my heart. <laughs> I've, I'm head over heels. Did you lose it or did you find it? <laughs> I found it. At the end of the episode, Jordan finds his heart. And it's at the bottom of a cup of coffee, which is all I've had this morning. But I've been on the crazy train why? Why are you not taking care of yourself? No, no, no. I Jordan, I hate when people do that. Of course. I mean, I had my live forever juice. Your spirulina. Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. You know me all the way. I know. Um, I'm, I'm on watercress now. Now I'm on watercress. Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> what? It's oh, good Lord. for you. It's good for you, but that's not what this is about. I had some um, drunken noodles with tofu. Okay. Okay. I've never had drunken noodles. Oh, my God. It's so good. I feel a little drunk. But you're like a food aficionado. <laughs> You know all these things. Like, what is that one? It was like, you were like, I want to put this in my special. It's about a fermented lemon. And like, what is she talking about? It's like this Middle Eastern fermented. Oh, preserved lemon? Yes. What is that? Oh, Zatar? A Zatar. Yeah. Okay. A Middle Eastern spice? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I have a little pot to make um, chicken thighs like tangine. And so I just love Russell Piaz. And <laughs> the bit in the Welcome to Butopia special was if you can't afford to travel and you're single... Just suck a dick with some foreskin because it feels like you're in another country. In another country. You taste it and you're like, is that a sitar? It might be a cinnamon and a nutmeg blend. Is that preserved lemon on the end of that? <laughs> it's like asparagus. Yes. Asparagus. The tip is the tastiest. Wow. This has been <laughs> a wet and wild episode, everybody. From top, middle to finish. The rooter to the tutor. The rooter to the tutor. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Michelle Buteau always puts me off track. I'm always like, this is going to be professional. I don't know why you think that. That's the funniest <laughs> thing to me. I'm like, why is he still trying to make it professional? <laughs> no, we are professional in that we are good people and we haven't me too to anyone. That's what makes us professional. Yeah, that part. That part. You know, but like, I just feel like... <laughs> This is the one where I'm going to have a smooth back and forth. I'm not going to have giggle fits because people on the internet don't like that. They don't like when the guests or hosts are having a good time. People on the internet don't like it when we're laughing in a microphone in front of people. And then also there's an air horn. Yeah. But also, fuck off. That part. There's so many other podcasts you can listen to. Like, <laughs> what? Like, are we one of five and we have to get it right? No. There's like a, like truly like a billion other podcasts. So if you don't like it, fucking move on, bitch. Like, I'm only going to be me. You know what I mean? This is how I touch my toes. And this is what the belly does. <laughs> what, what am I going to fucking try and get a bikini or something? Like, unrealistic expectations from a big titty bitch and a fucking nerd. So, like, this is what it is, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even wearing glasses today. And I was being kind. Uh, yeah. Can I, <laughs> can I say I'm looking forward to Denver? Oh, good. I thought you were about to say dinner. So, on my tour, uh, I'm going to go to Paramount Theater in Denver if you're listening. Locked and loaded. I don't even know what that means. Is that a gun reference? Ew. I hate yeah. myself. I've been in America yeah. too long. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my goodness. I really try to shoot my shot. Oh, no. Another one. Come on, Michelle. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I'm so sorry. The episode's almost over, and I really feel like I'm looking down the barrel. Oh, no. Shit. <laughs> So, full heart, tight jeans tour, comedy tour. I will be at Paramount Theater in Denver, December 17th. And I'm joined by a very special guest that will be opening who, for me. Who? That who? guest who would be you, bitch? <laughs> yes, Jordan Edward Consuelo y Gonzalez Mendehine Carlos. 
will be... Gypsy Salsa? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he used to be a 90s actor, but he couldn't find work because the headshot couldn't hold his whole name. <laughs> but if you go to any dry cleaner <laughs> south of Houston... <laughs> Shut the fuck you know, that, that reminds me of the, the Dominican. Okay, so I used to go to Dominican laundromat and they had, yeah. they always had F. Murray Abraham's picture up. Oh. And so F. Murray Abraham, if you don't know, oh. was in Scarface. Oh. So I didn't, I'd never seen Scarface. I was like, why F. Murray Abraham? And they're like, he is God. And I now oh. understand. I now understand. Listen, F. Murray gets it and so do I. Oh my goodness. And, well, and um, I, I just, I want to say one sure. other thing, which oh, is like, no, no, I can't, please, please I can't, go ahead. Go. I can't wait for us to hang out in Denver. Yeah. We hike Red Rocks. Yeah. We hike Red Rocks. You and me. Bitch, my titties are the Red Rocks. I'm not hiking nothing. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm leaving my house with these titties and I'm not even TSA pre-check? Fuck that. That's my hike. LaGuardia Airport's my hike. What is wrong with you? You see what happens? Fucking, what do you want to be a black Anthony Bourdain? Get I the had... fuck out of here, Bear Grylls. Bear, Bear Grylls. Sorry. I'm fine, everyone. Listen, here's the deal, though. We have talked so much about the December 17th show. <laughs> and this episode is going to air after, after our producer came through on the ones and twos. You guys, we are pulling back the moving curtain. And this is Inside... Tickleball. <laughs> I'm Michelle Buteau. That is Jordan Carlos. You guys take care of each other, especially yourself. And don't forget to wash under your fingernails, you nasty fuck. <laughs> this has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Jiha Lee. Our associate producer is Christina Chamberlain. This episode was mixed by John Bradley. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Additional production support from Hannah Kyle Crichton. Theme song and live show DJing is by DJ Don Will. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Photography by Gijs Vandermost. Executive produced by Karen Kilgara, Georgia Hardstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. 